took a while, but I finally made this episode something that at least I liked. Initially, I had made an episode, continuing on in, with the theme of the first two episodes, in which I was laying out where I'm coming from in this podcast. Uh, but then, halfway through the episode that I sort of recorded, you know, always off the top of my head, uh, I made a very small comment that kind of I picked up on, um, where I joked that, what was it, um, the, that I, lis- I, um, I listened to the BBC World Service to go to sleep, which means nothing in, in a vacuum. Uh, it was a joke. Anyway, that joke gave me an idea um, to talk about something else, which was the, what I'll call the curious case of Alice Kunek. You know, where you say something and then you kind of change your mind and say something else afterwards. So um, what I'm getting at there is, um, you know, I made a statement and it means nothing, don't worry about that. I made a joke or a statement. I listened to the BBC World Service to get to sleep. Now, as it turns out, I don't. I used to. But I said that I do. And I was just telling a joke, you know, so, you know, so it doesn't really matter. But the point is, that tickled my fancy a little bit. I said, oh, look at me. You know, because, you know, I'm not, I'm not into fibbing in these podcasts, but I accidentally said I do. It was absolute ridiculous technicality when I should have said I once did. You know, so technically I said something that even I don't think is true. All right, I said to myself, that must happen with a lot of people. And um, with, in my case here, it meant nothing. It didn't mean a thing, but I thought to myself, yeah, this happens a lot to people where they say something that they don't really mean and then they correct it later. Um, and, you know, one likes to think that in the old days that was acceptable. But perhaps back in the old days it wasn't either. I mean, we had Stalin in the old days, didn't we? Uh, so, uh, but then I got thinking, aha, yes, social media. There's a lot of that going on there where someone says something and then tries to qualify that, uh, but it's too late. That's interesting. And I mentioned this to my goddaughter, who is always, you know, who is my ongoing inspiration for this, for my thinking in general, actually. Um, and she said, oh, I know a case of that. And I said, all right, do tell, blah, blah. And she said, Kanye West, you know. Now, I don't know much about rap, but I know one song that Kanye sings or sang um, uh, called I Am A God which um, my goddaughter uh, sent to me one time uh, which initially which immediately uh, got me interested I thought oh you know given I'm interested in history and philosophy the first thing I thought oh yeah that's he's saying something philosophical there uh, I bet you know but then I uh, my goddaughter pointed out that a lot of religious people were reacting very negatively to that. And I said, all right, fair enough. But he was probably coming at it from a philosophical standpoint, was he? You know, 
because it's a very interesting question. Am I a god? You know, you know. Um, Aristotle used to say that. You know, did did man invent God or did God invent man? You know, yeah, they're interesting. You're not ne- not necessarily heretical, but you know, they're the sorts of questions one should be allowed to ask. Maybe anyway. Apparently, a lot of um, people. Oh, you know, it's America, isn't it? Uh, the Bible Belt and all that sort of stuff. You know, a lot of people went crazy, apparently. And, um, but there you go. All right, so Kanye West. And, um, but she gave me another example, not that I am a God one. Um, she actually sent me the, the clip for I am a God, and he was singing it live because I was going to listen to it and see whether he was actually making some sort of philosophical point. But I actually genuinely couldn't understand a word he was saying, so I had to. I didn't. I, I actually didn't even understand one word, so that was that. I left it alone. Um, <coughs> but from what she's, from what, and I've got a cold, by the way, and it's getting worse. Um, <coughs> but from what my uh, goddaughter has told me about Kanye West, he seems interesting, at least. I like that he seems a bit of a philosopher by the sound of it, um, and willing to explore dangerous ideas, you know, which no doubt, well, actually I know, because I've been told and I've seen, gets him into hot water, but then again, you know, are you going to live in fear? All right then, and um, my goddaughter did give me an example, and what was it? Um, Now, what was it? Oh yes, Kanye West. Now, um, accidentally, with this episode, um, you know, and I'm going to be talking about all sorts of things. Um, you know, I was thinking of doing an episode on science, you know, and then another episode on theology and all these sorts of things. Now, they're my plans, you know, uh, uh, because, you know, I've done two episodes to um, establish where I'm coming from. And so the idea is that from now on, I'm planning to branch out. Now that I've established where I'm coming from, to branch out with that uh, establishment, (laughs) uh, you know, and that being, I'm coming from a position of sporty zen, as I call it, for a joke. Uh, I won't even explain that. Right. Anyway, I ended up talking about using that little BBC joke. The first thing that jumped into my mind And it was the first thing, it was just an accident. The first thing that jumped into my mind was the case of Alice Kunek. I remembered her from a previous chat with my goddaughter and a niece, by the way. Uh, I remembered her from years ago. Sometimes you remember things, sometimes you don't. And I remembered that one because she did something and uh, regretted it Um, and then tried to retract it. Um, but it was too late. You know, she had did, she had, she had did that thing, you know. She had done that thing. Now, um, that thing that she did, I'll talk about in a minute, was a very bad thing, um, on the face of it. Uh, maybe innocently, you know, I kind of err on the side. I've got no idea. I'm not inside her head. I don't know whether she did it innocently or not, you know. Um... The thing that she did was, she apparently she wasn't aware of the thing called blackface, you know. All right, so we get into race. I didn't want to get into race, 
this early because you know I'm not eager to get into race and all that sort of stuff. I've got a lot of things to talk about. I want to talk about penguins, for example, and Captain Cook and Little Richard and all that sort of stuff, you know. But you know, you accidentally get into these things, right? And apparently, um, she had never heard of blackface, and she dressed up as Kanye West. Aha, a link. That that might not be an accident. I honestly didn't mean that. Um, all right. Now, she dressed up as Kanye West, and part of that was she coloured her skin for a fancy dress party, you know. Coloured her skin dark and got into all sorts of trouble. Um, and then, you know, she claimed that it was an accident, you know, that she didn't know this, this thing called blackface, didn't know anything about it. All right. You know, philosophically, you have to say, all right, uh, a good thinker. Um, is able to entertain the possibility that she's innocent. And that's a very important point. A good thinker doesn't necessarily decide whether she's lying or not. You know, that's a, a poor thinker, in my opinion. But a good thinker entertains the possibility that she's innocent and entertains the possibility she is guilty and... Um, sees what one makes of each of those situations but whether she's innocent or guilty it doesn't matter you've got two com you've got two discussions to have you know you don't decide that she's innocent or guilty and then make all your reaction about that what you do is you say all right let's entertain the possibility that she's innocent let let, let her be innocent and what do we make of that? And let her be guilty. And what do we make of that? A little bit like an algebra in maths, you know, let x equals two. Now, of course, x doesn't have to be two, you know. In another uh, equation, we might say let x equal three, you know. But you don't get tied up when you're doing maths. You know, you don't get one kid, well, maybe you do, a prat at the back of the class when the teacher says, all right, our class, you know, we're going to do some algebra now. Let x equal 2. You know, and if there is a kid up the back that puts his hand up and says, no, I actually think x equals 3, you know, that kid's an idiot because he's not a good thinker. You know what I mean? He can't entertain something. Uh, entertain a truth by definition. Ah, a truth. See, within that mathematical equation x does equal two you know that's a truth by definition very different truth than most of the truths people talk about we'll get to all of that eventually all right so kanye west it came everything comes linking in now linking in linking in um Anyway, I'm going to entertain something in the episode that's coming up, which replaces the initial episode, which I killed. Okay. Uh, now, and then my goddaughter, you know, when I told her about the BBC thing, oh, I said, I'm, I, I do kind of recall, you know, when I saw social media that people say something and then someone screenshots it and then forces them to stand by those words and, you know, hang, hangs draws and quarters them based on those words regardless of what they said before and regardless of what they said next you know i think everybody knows that yeah i'm sure every celebrity knows that uh, problem uh, i'm sure every celebrity has been taken out of context on something they've said 
Uh, so it's, it's a well-known problem. I bet it's nothing new that I'm inventing here. All right. And she said, I do not, you know, the first one that comes to my mind, she says, is Kanye West. And I said, oh, all right. And this links back to, you know, and Alice Kunek was dressing up as Alice Kunek, no, as Alice Kunek, as uh, Kanye West. And I, all right, this is all uh, coincidental and connecting in very nicely for this episode, I'm just thinking now. And she said, on one occasion, Kanye West, what did he say? I'm trying to remember now. Kanye West, um, sorry, I have forgotten. Uh, she only told me yesterday. Um, he said, oh yes. As part of a wide-ranging interview, she said, he said, as he was discussing things, that he something like, um, slavery after 400 years I'm getting it right now after 400 years it starts to feel like slavery becomes a choice alright now that's more inflammatory than I am a god you know to say something like that now before even the interview was finished I bet everyone was jumping all over him you know you know because that's victim blaming I've heard of victim blaming you know that's victim blaming pure and simple you know um you know, blaming the slave for being a slave. I've actually talked about it in previous episodes uh, with the Spartans, I think, um, you know, who had slaves. Um, who, oh, I can't remember what it was. I think I said it was a bit like the Irish, you know, when the English didn't allow them to have schools and then picked on them for not being educated, you know, dirty trick, you know, that sort of thing, you know. But then, you know, Kanye West is uh, essentially um, blaming African Americans for being slaves. You know, when they were rounded up by who knows who. Who did round them up, by the way? Probably people on the payroll. I'm not sure that Europeans went deep into countries back then and rounded up. Maybe, maybe they had people working for them locally. I don't know. But anyway... It's a terrible thing to say, Kanye West, you know. But then, apparently, he was talking and talking, and this is part of a wide-ranging interview, you know. The way I think... Um, see, I, I've got this thing that somewhere else where I say thoughts take time. You know, you need to think through things. And if you're going to be stopped dead halfway through a thought and then quoted and that blasted all over and the whole world reacting to that, well, you haven't finished your thought, have you? You know, you might say X equals 2 and, and then sort of say 20 minutes later, you know what, I've thought about that and I'm really leaning more to X equals 3, you know. You said X equals 2, too late, you know, and um, off, you know, the Stasi comes knocking on your door and um, hauls you off to the, you know, the gulags, you know, um, but apparently, and you know, I'm, I might be hearing my goddaughter wrong, but apparently later in the interview he qualifies what he was saying there, and he said he was saying, no, after you know, after, eventually there comes a time when yes, we were physically enslaved, you know, African Americans were physically enslaved, but he said what I'm trying to think through is. Do we ever escape from that? Is there a way to ever escape escape from that slavery? You know, are we still enslaved in our minds? 
Um, and he was starting to explore that a bit. And of course, that can be tricky too, because if you, you don't, you know, how do you do that in such a way? Um, do you declare it as truth that you were never enslaved so that you can escape that previous slavery? You know, do you lie to yourself? A lot of countries have done that, you know. Um, there's a lot of countries that have been slaves in the past. Heaps, you know. Well, take this. Take the Greeks, for example. They were um, slaves for a long time, slaves of the Romans, you know. But you ask a, a Greek today, were you ever slaves? And they say, what are you talking about? Of course we're not. We're, you know, we're winners in history. We're the winners. Alexander the Great, you know. But, uh, but later than Alexander the Great, they were slaves for an awfully long time, you know. Um, uh, and, um, and they even enslaved themselves the Greeks, you know, the Spartan, the slaves of the Spartans were Greeks, well, they were Hellenic, they were Hellenic, all right, so, you know, I guess maybe Kanye was kind of thinking along Greek lines, where he was saying, should we get to a point where we, we actually just drop it, maybe he wasn't thinking that, you know, but that's what the Greeks have done, I think, in history, you know, a lot, a lot more time has passed, of course, um, since they were slaves. Um, or, you know, maybe Kanye was saying, no, we acknowledge that um, the physical slavery, you know, that we were slaves, but now it's time for us to move on and, you know, note that we were physically enslaved, but we're not going to be mentally enslaved now all those thoughts sorts of things all right so that's all i'll say for this introduction to the introduction to the episode that no longer exists and uh you know that's all i want to say i don't want to draw any conclusions i'm just entertaining ideas really which is what this entire podcast is about okay on with the show The Curious Case of Alice Kunek and the Sporty Monk Goes Looking for Virtue. That's the title of this podcast. And, uh, no, this episode. They're mixed up all the time. Episodes? Podcasts, right. Now, uh, and this, you know, this podcast is written, is spoken by a fictional character called the sporty monk I've decided uh, it's a joke don't worry about it right now there is an episode coming up which I recorded earlier uh, but I'm jumping in now to, to give it a little introduction and in the episode that's coming I uh, started to move the uh, content of the previous two episodes along a little bit take them to the next level, you know, um, and, and this is nothing to do with playing Buddha, you know, and go self-actualization, or, I don't do any of that, but this is just taking things to their logical conclusion, pushing and pushing and pushing, you know, to see how far I can push the boundaries of the ideas, you know, right, and I, I listened to the episode uh, after I recorded it, because half the time I forget what I say, um, now, in the episode, 
And I'm going to get to the curious case of Alice Kunick now. Excuse me. <coughs> I've got a cold. The curious case of Alice Kunick. Um, um, in the episode that's coming up, I ask myself, can I achieve a certain kind of intellectual virtue? Not necessarily being a good person, but being a virtuous person, you know. Um, right, in fact, definitely not being a good person. You know, in the coming episode, I, I, I speak about trying... To, I think I do, I, I, you know, I think I remember. But I, um, I talk about getting myself into a, a sort of zen state where I deliberately make sure, under this alias, the sporty monk, that I don't care about the environment and I don't care about you know, the, um, the uh, survival of the Western world, you know. The Western world can collapse as far as I'm concerned. And I don't care about capitalism, you know. You know, I'm a very uncaring person. Capitalism can die. And I don't care about feminism and I don't care about anything. I'm kind of being a, an anthropologist in a way. Um, but let, let the episode explain all that. Badly, right. The the curious case of Alice Kunick. What gets me onto that? I wanted to actually talk about something and test my virtue credentials. You know how virtuous I can be. Um, not necessarily good. Not necessarily intelligent. I just want to be virtuous, in a kind of almost humorous way. All right, and I'm going to test myself out now because I'm going to try and talk about an incident that happened a number of years ago involving a basketballer called Alice Kunek. She is one of our basketballers, the Opals. You know, she plays for the Opals, or she used to anyway. After this incident, I'm not sure that she ever did again. Uh, right, the incident. Okay, I'll lead into the Alice Kunek incident by mentioning something that I say in the coming episode. And the thing I say in that episode is not something that's true. And yet, I'm not a liar, you know. I, I do my best, you know. I'm, I mean, you try and speak off the top of your head for hours and hours. Um, you know, you're going to get a few things wrong. Just like a politician speaking all day, you know. Um, if a reporter is listening and listening and listening, they're going to be able to find one little comment that will be their aha moment. And then... They'll put that on social media and say, you know, um, Scott Morrison says this, you know, and they'll give a tiny little comment out of context. Is this the sort of man we want for our Prime Minister? You know, okay, we all know that game. Okay, now, in the next episode, there is a little moment there that I heard where, and making a joke, I said, when I need to get to sleep, I listen to the BBC. Okay. Now, here's the funny thing about that. I don't. So what was I getting at? Well, here's the thing. It's, a, it's kind of a standard joke I used to say, because I used to listen to the BBC to get to sleep. I haven't listened to the BBC for years, you know. But, you know, I'm chatting and chatting and chatting and yabbering along. And I say, um, and then, you know, the joke just jumps in my head. And anyway, I listen to the BBC um, to get to sleep. You know, it's just a joke. Right, now, 
let's put that into an absurd situation. Let's have me saying that in, in, in what we might call an absurd situation, but it's not that absurd because these things have happened in history. Imagine, and I'm a, a Berliner, you know, I'm from Germany, and it's before World War Two, or during World War Two even, and I have spent some time in England, I've spent some time in Germany, but I love... I really like listening to the BBC. That's where I get my news. The BBC World Service, you know. <coughs> Which is what I used to uh, listen to, actually. Alright. So, it's, you know, war. Yeah, pre-war. And I listen to the BBC. Anyway, I after the war, I end up getting caught in East Berlin. Not West Berlin. On the wrong side of the wall. Or the right side of the wall, if you love being a communist, you know. Right. So I'm on the other side of the wall, and um, and I'm at a party, um, you know, and they're serving gruel, um, and oh, stereotype, isn't it? And um, and then you know, I'm just regaling the guests, and I say, oh yes, and uh, I tell you what I do when I I, you know, I listen to the BBC. That's the best way I get to sleep, you know. And then suddenly the room goes quiet. The room goes quiet. Ah. Uh, and um, teaspoons tinkle as people put them down quietly. Now you listen to the BBC. Yeah, that's verboten, you know. You're not to listen to the BBC. And I said, no, no, no. I was only joking. Um, I, oh, that's a joke I used to say, you know. Um, I used to say I listen to the BBC to get to sleep. I don't listen to the BBC now. Sorry. Please, please. I don't. I didn't mean it. I, you said it. You know, um, you can deny it all you want, but you said it. And the fact that you said it means it's coming from your ideology. You know, this is what you really think you are. Um, and then you go, and you panic, you know. And then what you do is you go home, and my goodness, your house has been stripped. The Stasi have been there looking for your secret radio. You know, those radios back in those days where you could pick up long-distance radio stations. And they're looking for your radio. And the whole place is wrecked, ransacked. Um, they're looking for all sorts. And they've taken away all your papers. And now they're going through your papers and your heart sinks, you know. And your wife and your kids are just standing there in the in the mess, with a an empty look on their faces. Okay, let's just leave it at that. That's a an absurd story, isn't it? But I'm sure you could find real life stories that went something like that. Okay, now there was an incident a couple of years ago, maybe three, I don't know, um, where something similar happened. Uh, to a basketballer in Australia, of all things. Now, this, I'm going to test my sporty monk virtue and not, you know, if you can detect, after I give this uh, little speech, um, which side of politics I'm landing on, then I've failed, right? Because it's my aim for you not to be able to guess whether I 
as a result of this story, am pro-Alice Kunek or anti-Alice Kunek. The idea is, I hope that you can't guess whether I am um, progressive or conservative, you know? The whole podcast is like that. I'm hoping you can't guess already which side of politics I land on, you know? That's my virtue that I'm looking for, you know? And then this is the thing that I think the world can't do much anymore. All right. Uh, or alternatively, and this is just as good, if you... Um, if you're a conservative and you find yourself hating me for what I'm about to say, but at the same time, if another person listening is a progressive and is also hating me, hating me equally, and let's say a socialist and a liberal and everyone's hating me, that's just as good, you know, because I've still achieved that even-handedness I'm looking for. Not the sitting on the fence thing, but just um, almost like an anthropologist having a look at the thing as if I'm an, a Martian. All right. Now, Alice Kunek, what happened there? Um, in a nutshell, she's a young basketballer. <coughs> and she went to a party and dressed up as her idol. There seems to be no doubt that that was the case, that it was her idol. She dressed up as her idol, Kanye West. But... She, you know, wanted to maybe win the best dressed um, sort of attendee competition, and she put what dark makeup on her skin. Okay, so and that is called blackface these days. Um, now, blackface as a term has probably been around a long time, but I've never heard of it. I had never heard of it until recently, you know. I don't know when I first heard it. Maybe it's actually a bit of a struggle for me to try and guess when I heard it, but I know I didn't know that. I didn't know what that term was when I was young. Um, and I know that I didn't know it was an insult of, you know, I would never have dreamed when I was, say, 20, you know, 25, whatever, if I went to a fancy dress party, and you know, I'm, I'm a rock and roll fan, so I might have dressed up as Little Richard in the same way, you know, because I'm well, you know, everyone knows that for a joke, I masquerade as Little Richard very often, you know, um, not that I don't dress like him, but I dressed as Michael Jackson once at a, for a fancy dress party, but absolutely coincidentally, um, and not because I was trying to avoid uh, dressing up as um, the dark-skinned Michael Jackson, but because I just thought it would be a funnier, fancy dress, I dressed up as the white Michael Jackson, you know, after he went white. So, um, but even if I had dressed up as a black Michael Jackson, then I don't think I would have come in for hammering because this is Australia, this was Australia before we kind of, Australia kind of learned that these things were bad. You know, I grew up in a small country town and, um, you know, and how on earth would you even find out that it's a bad thing? You know, that it's an insult. In America, I'm pretty sure, um, pretty much everyone knew and knows, you know, because it was a very, you know, things are much more white hot over there. Uh, but in Australia, we seem to be, you know, back when I was younger, um, we were just you know, right on the edge of the universe and we weren't kind of switched on to these things and lots of Australians put their foot in it uh, back in those days as we slowly started to twig 
that whatever was going on in America, if something insulted someone in America, we had to be sensitive about that in Australia too. Now, um, now you know, um, Australia was definitely racist. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we weren't racist. I'm not sure. I don't know how I would define myself back then because I didn't even know what racism was per se. I don't know when racism first started to get talked about in a big way because when I was young, um, we really only had Greeks and Italians in our worldview, and I suppose we were racist to them. I'm married to Greeks now. Um, but we really didn't know anyone from any other cultures. Um, I didn't know any Aborigines when I was young, um, Indigenous people. I definitely didn't know any Africans. We didn't have any Africans really in Australia at all um, when I was young. I, I think I read somewhere that when I was young, um, there was one year where uh, the total immigration in Australia from Africa was something like six people. And the immigration people, you know, decided to just list their names. They didn't even bother in the statistics to this day. I was listening to this on the radio. Um, in the statistics, it's got their names, you know, because um, there were so few, they just named them, you know. Um, you know, there was Harry, Bert, John and Mary and Jane, you know. I don't think it was their, that might not have been their names, okay. Um, but here's the thing, we didn't know anybody, you know. Um, Living in Victoria, um, never came across an indigenous person in my life, as far as I can remember. Never came across an African in my life. I was just living in a small country town and everyone was sort of white and freckly like me. Pasty-faced. All right, so that's the context. Now, um, in retrospect and hindsight, uh, there were little clues. Um, there was, you know, I was vaguely aware of a comedy style that was to do with mocking Africans, you know, and I think that I think that was from more overseas, but I'm sure some people in Australia picked on picked up on that. Uh, but um, Africans weren't really part of our milieu, you know. In Australia, it wasn't about Africans because we didn't have any. Um, it was about Indigenous people more. And and by the way, I'm just talking about me living in a small country town. I didn't know any Indigenous people, but Indigenous. Matters were huge when I was little, don't get me wrong. Um, you know, we were the most progressive, uh, you know, we were in the 1970s. <coughs> so, you know, we had the big vote, you know, 1967 or whatever it was. Um, indigenous people getting the vote, you know, civil rights, you know. And then after that, um, people started to think a little bit more deeply, hang on. Oops, are you sure all Indigenous people want the vote? Because there's civil rights, that's, you know, that's joining the, now what they would call the white man's club. So, you know, everyone was agitating, oh, we must accept them into our club, you know. Um, the Australia club, you know, the Australia that is defined under the Constitution. We must accept them into our club, um, because wrong if we don't, and... Um, and everyone just thought that was a great idea, and... Um, I don't think, well, did they? I, I kind of get the feeling that not many people tweaked about what that meant. It meant that um, the idea that the Australia Club, you know, the nation state of Australia, which I've said in a previous episode, was young and free. It was less than 100 years old. So Australia, as defined in the Constitution, was young and was free, 
you know, so the song actually works for that. I mentioned that in another um, episode. The song does make sense in that context. It's not saying the continent is young and free, um, and it's not saying indigenous people are young and free, you know, their culture, you know. Um, it's saying that the nation state is young and free, and here we are inviting the indigenous people to join our nation state, which has got a little bit of an odd thing about it, you know, and giving indigenous people civil rights, you know, almost like they're African Americans in Af in America, um, asking for greater civil rights. But I think then people started to think after that the indigenous people got the vote, saying, uh, you know, technically. Um, they shouldn't even want to be part of our club, per se. They should just, they, you know, um, they should invite us into their club, if anything. Why are we inviting them into their, their, uh, our club? Um, and that's the whole concept of indigenous rights as compared to civil rights. And, you know, and I always go back to America because, you know, their culture is so pervasive. Um, America is kind of exporting their thinking to the world, you know. Um, so if if someone, you know, if something is applicable in America, suddenly it's applicable everywhere, you know. Um, okay, and over there, you know, the idea is that African Americans very much are looking for civil rights, the civil rights movement, Martin Luther King and all that sort of thing. But um, indigenous American... Um, you know, Native American, First Nations, Americans, I think deep down they don't want civil rights, they want their indigenous rights. It's a, very, it's a whole topic. All right. <coughs> Sorry, that coughing. I know you probably hate it, but what can I do? Okay. So what happened? Okay, Australia started to twig that... Um, and now, I think blackface, as it was, was much more white-hot in America. I know there was black-and-white minstrel shows that used to come to England and Australia and all that sort of stuff, but the lampooning of um, Africans, you know, which was pretty much lampooning African slaves, um, was pretty much an American thing, as far as I can tell, um, because we didn't have African slaves here in Australia. Um, very technically, we didn't even have slaves. You know, we had, you know, we had um, Pacific Islanders were so close to slaves up in Queensland on the cane cutting that it's not funny. But technically, we didn't have slaves, and Indigenous people were never slaves per se. Um, we didn't own, you know, um, European Australians didn't own Indigenous people that they got to work, you know, indentured labour and all that sort of stuff. Okay, but the whole idea of oh, good golly me, whatever. Um, that whole black and white minstrel show um, poking fun at African-American slaves for being slaves when you made them slaves. Um, a little bit like, you know, English people picking on Irish people for being fairly illiterate in years, in centuries gone by, when they had banned Irish people from having schools, you know. Um, that sort of thing, you know. Um, so African-Americans, that's where blackface, I think, comes from where it was not only did um, uh, um, European Americans uh, enslave African Americans in the time-honored tradition, slavery had been, every culture was into slavery, I mean, every civilization in history was into slavery up until that time, and 
Not only did they do that, but then they poked fun at them for being slaves. And that was at the heart of, I think, the black and white minstrel gag and all that sort of thing. All right. There's probably more angles to that, but that's the best I know. Okay, when did Australians start to clue into this? Well, there were clues and there were hints, but as a young male, male? As a young boy, um, um, I didn't pick up the signals, you know. Um, there was nothing. There was nothing to be found in, in in most. Like, where would I find out that it was an insult? Where would I even find it? Where would I even learn the word blackface? Um, how would I learn that that term existed? One word, you know, blackface. Um, if I had dressed up as Little Richard. Well, I wouldn't call it blackface, because I would have probably put it on my arms as well, you know. Uh, so I wouldn't call it blackface, I'm sure. I'm sure I would have put it on my neck as well, so what would I call it? Black neck, black arms, black face, you know what I mean? So, um, whereas I think the black and white minstrel sort of idea was they just used to put it on their face only. Um, so it was a lampooning type of thing. But if I was going to dress up as Little Richard, it would have no relation to that. Uh, because I would probably put the nugget on my arms as well. So, you know, as far as I could tell, no connection, you know, as far as I could tell, right? Um, and this is in the era of social, before internet, you know, before social media. Right, so what happens then? Well, we start to get little hints and clues that if um, you dress up, if, if you... If you put um, nugget on your face, well, not just your face, as I said, Australians, <coughs> if they were doing, um, Australians, if they were uh, doing fancy dress, it wasn't about the face, it was about the neck and it was about the arms and the whole thing, so it's not on the same sort of page, but all right, it's not a lampooning thing we were doing. In fact, most of us would have done it because we were trying to be like those rock stars, for example, you know. So uh, Alice Kunek, who I'm getting to, she, by all accounts, was obsessed with Kanye West and wanted to, you know, loved him. And same with me, I was obsessed with Little Richard. I, um, people often maybe mistake that for me, thinking he was fantastic. I think he was atrocious, um, atrocious ego, a shocking person. I'm just fascinating, you know, that's why I like Little Richard, you know, I kind of thought he, he kind of started rock music, you know. Okay, uh, he, he's the one that first unleashed rock and roll and turned it into rock, you know. All right, but if I had dressed up as Little Richard, yeah, um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have actually guessed that I was doing blackface because even if someone had pointed out um, that I was doing something similar to what the black and white minstrel people, you know, the comedians, you know, lampooning African-Americans over in Africa. Um, if I had, if someone had to come up to me and said, what you're doing there is like what the um, um, the black and white minstrel shows do, or I would have said, oh, bullshit. That's exactly what I would have said, actually. You know, I try and speak more properly um, on these podcasts, but I would have said, you know, get your hand off it, Daryl. Um, I'm not doing that. You know, I'm just, I like Little Richard, you know, those guys are poking fun, but I like Little Richard, so just rack off, you know, um, 
um, you know, just, you're, you're just jealous because I've got the best costume. Look at you, you know, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. You know, doesn't look good when you've got hairy legs. You know, something like that, you know. Um, and I'd say my costume's better than yours and you're just jealous, you know. And then, you know, photos and all that sort of stuff. And there's a photo sitting there of me dressed up as Little Richard, you know, in all my ignorance. Okay. That photo just sits there. Just have that photo sit there for a long time. Because we're going to move into the social media era. And that photo is going to resurface years later. And boy, am I going to get in trouble for that. Um, okay, because the values... Um, there comes a time, years later, when everybody knows that blackface is a bad thing. And, um, and then the fact that you should know that gets retrospectively applied, legislatively almost, you know, moralistically, and you should have known back then too. No, no, I know now, but I didn't know back then, you know. You should have known, they would say, Stasi, you know, let's empty your house out. Um, ransack your house looking for other evidence of you being a bad person, you know. All right, now, so, what happens then? Well, um, you get these other little clues popping up in Australia. Um, I was vaguely aware of what the black and white minstrel show was or black and black facing, you know, thing was, but not in any way that I paid any attention to it because it was old people stuff. You know, um, my I had a great uncle who had Al Jolson records, and um, Al Jolson, you know, he'd sing Mammy, you know, these songs, you know, and it was just an exotic old person music, you know, I just couldn't bear it. It was so I would never listen to it. I was like, oh my god, that's terrible. Um, hated that music, you know. So I didn't pick up any cues from that because I hated it. You know? um, why would I, as a twenty-year-old, you know? philosophically sit there and think through um, the implications and inferences of a record cover with Al Jolson on it with his face blacked out, you know. Why would I even bother thinking about that? I wasn't even thinking about that. I wanted to go and play footy, okay? Um, now, <coughs> the Alice Kunek thing, same sort of thing. Oh, Australia also, I remember there was one moment... Um, we used to have this show called Hey Hey It's Saturday, and a group of and people used to come on there, you know, a little bit like um, Britain's Got Talent, you know, or Australian Idol or whatever. Um, people used to come on there and try and do performances, you know, to win that week's competition. You know, Daryl Summers was the compare, and a group of people came on as. The Jackson Five, and they did their show, and everybody was clapping, laughing, and all that sort of stuff. It was really good. They did the Jacksons really well, you know. The Jackson Five, you know. Um, uh, and they did a Jackson Five song. And at the end of the show, Daryl Summers went up to them and said, Well done, boys, you know, you've done great there. That was really good. All right, over to the judges, you know. And. Um, they went to the first judge, whatever, and then they went to the second judge, and the second judge was from America. Now, the other two judges were from Australia, and the other two judges hadn't twigged that there could possibly any, be anything wrong with this uh, troupe doing the Jackson 5 and dressing up as the Jackson 5, you know. Um, and they weren't doing blackface. They were, as I say, doing black neck. 
and black arms, you know, black everything. You know? So they were dressing up. They weren't doing the lampooning thing. In fact, they were obviously very good at it. They were full of admiration for the Jackson 5, as far as I can tell, you know. Or maybe they were trying to make it a bit funny just to win some, you know, win some extra votes because it was a bit of a comedy um, thing. All right, so we're starting to blur the lines a little bit there. But anyway, Harry Connick Jr. was on, was a guest judge on the panel and he said that's very racist or something like that and he said I'm, I'm appalled you know I'm appalled whatever he said you can google it um, and Daryl Summers was just standing there what what are you talking about and they're just dressing up as the Jackson 5 and having a bit of fun you know he said no no that's blackface you know it's black what you know, there was a bit, something like that going on. We kind of, look, we're not blind to all these things in Australia, but it wasn't uppermost in our minds, you know. And, you know, naturally, you know, we, us watching, were saying, oh, God, you know, yeah, don't bring your American stuff here, you know. Now, we may be wrong to have thought like that, but that was the way it was. This is before social media, you know, and before the days when we're, all educated, you know. We're all educated on right morals and all this sort of thing, you know. It was just a different time. Um, I don't think young people might be able to get themselves back into that frame of mind, having never, you know, to be a 25-year-old who's never seen anything but paper newspapers, you know, and the very limited scope of those, you know. Um, all right. Okay. <coughs> anyway, years later, scroll forward, years later, um, Alice Kunek dresses up as Kanye West, much like I might have dressed up as Little Richard, and as I did dress up as Michael Jackson, but luckily as a white Michael Jackson, but that was just totally luck, okay? Alice Kunek dressed up as Kanye West for a party, and she's a young basketballer, early 20s, I believe, and she didn't twig, apparently. Just didn't twig that it was something wrong. She's still living in the bubble that was Australia, you know. And if you're a young person and all you think of it, and you're not even into, you know, you, I think you can get yourself in, on social media, you can get yourself into uh, echo chambers or something where you only hear, you know, like if you're not interested in social issues and politics, um, you can surround yourself in your echo chamber, in your bubble, with only stories about basketball and pop stars, you know, and things like that. You don't even get anything coming into your social media feed, as they call it, um, that's got anything to do with social issues. So you're never even aware of people, you know, all that fury b boiling all over the place. You're not even aware that that discussion's, you know, this there's this absolute passionate debate had day after day amongst one group of people, and another group of people are oblivious to it. You know, um, and the the ones who are passionate saying the whole world is passionately arguing about this, and you don't even know about it. And they say, well, no, your whole world is passionately arguing about that, but my whole world doesn't even know about it. I think that can happen a little bit on social media. It definitely can happen with me because I'm not on social media. All right, now, so Alice Kunick dressed as Kanye West. All right, and then what happened was, um. One of her teammates was half Nigerian, and her name was Elizabeth Cambridge. 
and Elizabeth Cambridge is the big star of the team. You know, Alice Kunick, I think, was just a fringe player. And um, Elizabeth Cambridge, in that kind of um, social media speak style, um, you just Google whatever she said. I can't remember how she put it. But, um, you know, the, the way that people express themselves on social media um, is such that, you know, they make sure the just the very grammar makes says they're shocked, surprised, aghast, you know, and all that sort of stuff. You know, they're just in a constant state of shocked, surprised, aghast, and all that sort of stuff. Right. But anyway, Elizabeth Cambridge smashed her for dressing up in what she called blackface. Like you know, I can't believe it. Blackface in two thousand and seventeen or whatever year it was. You know, how can have we learned nothing? Now, apparently, now, um, I'm on Elizabeth Cambridge's side to the extent that um, she's probably, um, you know, it's, it's very hard for me to understand what it was like growing up with racism, because I didn't, okay? Um, but I was at a supermarket recently, and there was an Indian guy in front of me, you know, and we were both dressed in suits, per se, casual suits, and, you know, he's obviously a businessman, and um, I was in Coles, and the lady behind the checkout, uh, who has always been very friendly to me, she's about our age too, so we're all 50, you know, 50-something, um, and he put his basket up on the ledge, you know, just next to her cash registry thing, and she dressed him down and scolded him in such a way that I thought I was reading a Biggles book. Have you ever read a Biggles book? That's a very sort of, sort of, you know, there's a certain kind of racism in there, you know, where Biggles um, might meet an um, African in the street and just order him to go and get him something, yeah? You, go and buy me a coffee, you know? Um, and then the African might not go and do that and Biggles will say, your insolence, you know, he doesn't even know the guy, but that's, you know, we've had that, that's, that's the racism we've had, you know, I don't, you know, I've got a Biggles book here, and I've been reading it to my son, I've been switching all references to, where, where it says Negroes or whatever like that, I switch it to Italians, you know, um, as I read, because I still like the books, um, but I switch everything to Italians, because, you know, um, there's Germans and Italians instead of Germans and Negroes. I'm reading Biggles Takes a Holiday at the moment. <coughs> um, but I switched it to Italians, you know, because they, they were on the, the wrong side in World War Two at least. Uh, so, you know, bad luck. Um, so, uh, Italians will be upset now. Um, so, um, Alice Kunick, uh, she, uh, Elizabeth Cambridge, uh, was, I think, absolutely genuinely not... She wasn't bunging it on, I don't think, shocked and dismayed and all that sort of stuff. I think she was genuinely upset. It probably did hurt her to see this. You know, my own teammate has so little respect for me that she would dress up in blackface, you know, and Alice Connect said, would say, no, no, it was not just my face, it was a neck, an arm. What are you talking about, blackface, you know? No, you are doing blackface. I'm not, I'm just doing... I did black arm. 
Huh? I don't know. I'm just being Kanye West. I love Kanye West. I'm not. You are picking on me, you know, because I'm African. No, I'm not. I I love Kanye West. I actually was trying to respect him. Um, all that sort of stuff. You know. The point is, um, I get. I absolutely understand where Elizabeth Cambridge might have been coming from because I think she genuinely felt a kick in the guts from her own teammate. So totally, you know. Totally understandable, um, and I could only I could only say she was a bad person if I had grown up in her situation, um, experiencing the little petty racisms all her life. You know, shop assistants uh, looking at her like she's nothing because of the colour of her skin, whereas the next girl um, gives a nice happy smile to because she's you know the the right colour. You know that sort of thing. So you just have, you know. How would you walk a mile in the shoes, you know? Um, all right, so Elizabeth Cambridge absolutely rationally and reasonably starts smashing um, Alice Kunek, you know? But Alice Kunek, you know, you've got two good people as far as I can see here. She's horrified, clearly horrified, and I know this because what she did was she went and... Um, you know, and all this ended up playing out in the news. It ended up a huge deal. You know, you didn't have to be on social media to find out about it. It was all in the papers, the newspapers, you know. Um, so some things from social media transfer across to mainstream media. Um, she scrubbed her face, you know, right there and then, you know, because everything's very immediate in the social world, social media world, and cleaned her face and took the exact same photo, except she wasn't Kanye West anymore. And then she made a series of, I think, four or five... Now, it was all on Twitter, this thing. I've never been on Twitter, never even tried that one. Um, it was all on Twitter, um, and, you know, um, and she was basically saying, I'm heartbroken, I didn't realise, you know, it was an absolute mistake. Um, I would never, ever do, you know, be disrespectful. I was trying to be respectful. I'm sorry I got it wrong. Um, I unreservedly apologise, boom, 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 you know. Now, after that, and it's probably a product of the mindset, um, Elizabeth Cambridge did not forgive her, you know. Um, definitely did not forgive her. And that was that, you know. So, I don't know what happened after that, but, you know, maybe Elizabeth Cambridge was that hurt that she really couldn't forgive her. And I actually chatted to this about it, or chatted about all that with a niece um, and said... You know, should should she have forgiven her? You know, I I actually, you know, I'm a chatty guy, and when I talk about when I talk to people like this, I am actually trying to get other perspectives because I can only think of things, you know, uh, so deeply. But other people give you other angles that you wouldn't come up with yourself. And she came up with a great one. She said, "Well, you know, um, she should have checked before she dressed up." I said, "Oh yeah, all right." <laughs> and um, and my niece said, "You know, imagine a kitchen. I'm, you know." She was living at home at the time. And I look in the kitchen and it all looks clean. You know, and it's my responsibility to keep the kitchen clean that day. It's my day. Now, she says, she told me, um, but I look over there and there's a dishwasher there. But the the room looks spick and span. And I've got a sneaking suspicion there might be dirty dishes in the dishwasher. But I'm really eager to rush out because I want to get down to see my friends. Now... Do I open the dishwasher? Should I open... I, I say to myself, if I open the dishwasher, I might see dirty dishes. 
in which case I'll have to deal with that. And she said, the virtuous person will open the dishes, dishwasher just to check, you know. But she said, if you're kind of willingly not wanting to see what you don't want to see, you'll walk out and say, no, I left it clean. I left the kitchen clean. Okay, and I, I thought that was really good. You know, and Alice Kunek should have checked the dishwasher. And before she put colour on her face and neck and arms, she should have checked that it wasn't a problem. You know, she should have been conscious that Kanye West is black, so there are special considerations to be thought. As soon as you see black, anything to do with black, you have to, for the first thing you have to think is, all right, black, um, you, you're not allowed to forget that uh, the black issue, you know. You, um, um, I imagine if, you know, you were married to an African, you kind of forget the person's black, but you're kind of not allowed to, you know. Um, well, you know, I, I've had friends, what you might call dark-skinned, and I kind of, after a while, I forget they're dark-skinned, you know, because you're just irrelevant, you know, because you just know them. Um, but you've got to, um, you've got to keep yourself in this constant state of, he's black. You've got to be aware that someone's black. You know, Kanye West or Little Richard, you know, I forget Little Richard's black half the time. Um, and, you know, because he's just Little Richard, you know. He's a rock star, you know. Um, and... You know, Keith Richard said it once, you know, he said, Chuck Berry, I'm, he's my idol. I think he's a terrible man, but he's my idol. And, um, yeah, I don't think, you know, I don't think of him as African-American. I just think of him as Chuck Berry, you know. So it's all about rock and roll to me, says Keith Richard. That's all I care about, rock and roll. Um, all right. So, um, what, what's her name? Alice Kunek. Um, yeah, so... Um, am I finished? Uh, I think I finished my whole point. If I didn't finish my whole point there, let's just say I finished, you know, uh, because I think I've spoken long enough. And now this little introduction, I bet, has been longer than the whole episode, which is about to come up. You know what I was driving at with all that. And, uh... I, did I did I achieve sporty virtue? Um, I don't know. You know, did I come down on one side of the argument or the, or another? I don't know. You know. Um, oh, there was one indigenous lady. Um, when when poor Alice Connect deleted that initial post, as it's called, of herself dressed as Kanye West, um, she deleted it really quickly. You know, and I can only imagine she was panicking. Um, and put up this other one where she wasn't, didn't have nugget all over the face, you know, and the arms and the neck. Um, and some indigenous woman jumped in there and said, this stain will stick with you forever, Alice Kunek. You know, this is something like that she wrote. This stain, you can, you can try and delete what you did, but you can never delete it because I have just put it up for all time again, you know, and I thought, wow, you know, now I actually personally thought that's mean, you know, the girls tried to sort of take it down and apologise, and you actually screenshot, you know what screenshotting is, um, uh, screenshots what she wrote so that she can't delete it, you know, you can't take that back. <coughs> 
I thought that was exceptionally mean, you know. But that's just me. I'm, I'm not talking about, you know, this issue at hand. I just thought that was mean. Um, as a, you know, human to human. Um, uh, yeah, nothing, that was nothing to do with this issue per se. Some, some people are just mean, you know. And um, you can never erase what you said. You know, which is a little bit like me in East Berlin back in the war after at a party, you know, where I just finished my gruel. Um, that I said, I listened to the BBC, jokingly, you know what I mean? And everyone says, you just said that and you cannot unsay it. And I say, oh no, I don't actually listen to the BBC, I was only joking. You said it and it, that means that's in your, you know, bad things are in your subconscious and you cannot walk away from that. Take responsibility. Okay, let's get on to the episode proper. I just remembered that dishwasher analogy, which I did like and still do. Yeah. Um, uh, but it did occur to me afterwards, I thought to myself, is there another angle there where, you know, back when I was younger and if I had been dressing up as Little Richard, um, dishwashers hadn't been invented yet. So there was no dishwasher in the kitchen. I went to look in the kitchen. Obviously, you should look at the dishwasher. But what do you do if there's no dishwasher? How do you check it then? Now, that sounds silly, but what I'm getting at is, you know, what if there was no information in my whole town, small town, growing up small town in the country, um, and in my school library there was nothing on it either. How would I even find out um, where the dirty dishes are if there was an issue? And how would I even... um, Because the idea of checking the dishwasher is knowing that you should be checking. All right? So there's, you know, that thing... There are unknown unknowns, you know. So, um, so that implies if you're going to check the dishwasher, that it even occurs to you that there's a dishwasher to check, right? And Alice Kunek, you know, maybe there was a dishwasher in her case because she was growing up in the modern era, um, where there is internet and you can readily check these things, and people are talking about these things all the time. So it's all swirling around. Although I did mention she might not be um, in that sort of social media bubble, um, algorithms uh, and echo chamber. She might be in a basketball echo chamber and she's only hearing about sport. I think that can happen. Um, but even so, I think there is a dishwasher. So, she, you know, Alice Kunek should have checked the dishwasher. But it, I, I, I get the sense that she looked in the kitchen and it was one of those kitchens where the dishwasher is inside one of the cupboards, all right? So she didn't see it, you know? Um, So, uh, whereas in the last case, you know, people who are more well-attuned, the people who are part of the racism, anti-racism debate, and uh, are sort of acutely aware of skin colour at all times, and that's whether you're a racist or an anti-racist, you're always thinking about skin colour either way, you know? And you're always conscious of it. So if you see someone who's dark-skinned, the first thing you think, and this is if you're an anti-racist as well as a racist, the first thing that twigs is, that's not, you you know, you don't say, oh, there's Robert, you know. Oh, there's there's Black Robert, you know. That's kind of what you're thinking, whether you're a racist or you're an anti-racist. You know, you're always sort of conscious of it. And, um, and, you know, I personally wish I could forget what skin colour people were, because I... Once I get to know people, I do forget, you know, 
it just becomes irrelevant, you know. I'm married to Greeks, but I forget they're Greeks, you know what I mean? Um, you know, just know them by who they are, you know. Um, People-wise, you know. It'd be nice to forget colour, but there's dangers to forgetting about colour, uh, as evidenced by the experience of Alice Kunek, you know. She probably looked at Kanye and all she thought was there's Kanye, I just love that guy, I want to dress up just like him, you know, and that's about as far as, you know, she might have a pea brain for all I know, sorry Alice Kunek if you're listening, but, you know, she was just a young girl, um, and, you know, there, there, there are all these angles, you know, so, you know, I could come up with another angle, I'm sure, but that'll do, no, enough angles, let's get on with the show. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.